I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Down the block, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. Volkman situation at the Dragons. Holy moly. Just when rugby league, you think it can't give any more? It does. It does. Uh, so basically, the situation is this. He arrives at training. He is in a yellow bib. So they know that he has an injury of some sort. Uh, then he is, I guess, his contract isn't registered yet. He goes on the training field. He trains. The medical comes back that he needs a shoulder reconstruction. Now, I would advise everyone to go and read a great article by Andrew Webster on the Sydney Morning Herald because he uh, actually goes through a lot of um, pretty much like basically what happened. So uh, the Dragons believe the Warriors' medical report on January 2nd was misleading. Uh, This is just a broad strokes. Go and read the article, guys. It's a great article. Um, In conclusion, this is the Warriors' medical uh, report. says, medical-wise, he is is managing chronic sinus inflammation and has been doing well with his current resume. Um, And basically, he took the training field on January 4th wearing a yellow shirt. Uh, Dragon's medical staff instantly saw there was a problem because he was struggling to pass the ball. When the physiotherapist felt his right shoulder, it felt like chocolate in quotations. Um, Marks, according to one official, sorry. It felt like chocolate, according to one official. Uh, Volkman underwent scans Jan, Jan 5th, and when the results returned Monday, it was revealed two screws in his right shoulder had been displaced. The report states that Volkman was suffered in contact injury on December 12th last year. Uh, now, the Dragon statement is basically uh, that they've come out and said, um, you know, while football can be unpredictable, we must forge ahead. Uh, our sincere wishes for Ronald Swift recovery and success in the upcoming chapters of his career. Um, and basically, they've terminated his contract because he deserves shoulder. Uh, he needs a shoulder reconstruction. The Warriors have come out and said uh, that's due diligence. I would have thought a club would take before agreeing to sign someone. We agreed with Ronald Volkman's management that he'd be released immediately. We contributed financially to his release, and it was up to his management to negotiate a contract with another club. Whatever the conditions were for him to go to another club is irrelevant to us. Since that release, it was noted that he trained with them. On top of that, his management uh, signed a release, and I think it's like a notice of release with the Warriors 
before, like last year, but a contract with the Dragons hadn't been registered since then. So basically, Volkman was training with the Dragons with no contract. Um, okay, with all of that information out of the way, uh, Guru, give me your thoughts, mate. What a shit show. Absolute shit show. And, you know, I just got a heap more context and I think it makes less sense now. I don't understand how this has all played out and I, I, I don't know I don't know where it leaves Ruddle now because I believe he had two years left on his Warriors deal. Yeah. Went to the Dragons for a one-year deal. They've now said that he's not going to play footy this year. I don't know where this leaves Ronald full stop. I don't... Well, the, the, I guess the positive is he got paid out some of that money from the Warriors. So he's got at least probably some coin to get through this year, I'd assume, if if he doesn't have to pay for the friggin' yeah. the reconstruction. I, I just like, if, if he arrived there at training and all the medicals weren't done yet, why is he out there training? Why has he got a bib on? And then, you know, they're saying there that they realised straight away something wasn't right. They had social media reels made two days after he was there, putting it up in lights that he'd arrived at the club. Like, it just it just makes no sense whatsoever. Look, it, I everyone involved, I think, has done something, you know, amateurish. Mm. But just focusing on the Dragons, I hate to bring it back to what we've been speaking about for probably the last year, but surely you wonder why Ben Hunt has issues. You know, we spoke about it at the time. The way that club is being run at the moment is simply not up to scratch. It is not good enough. To bring a player over and have such an obvious injury that an official was quoted, it felt like chocolate. He couldn't even pass the ball. So you're going to let him on the field, you're going to let him train without a contract being registered, without doing the medical. You're going to sign, like, agree to terms without any of that kind of stuff. It's outrageous and... Even if the Dragons want to say it's the Warriors' fault, it's the management's fault, they still have handled this absolutely terribly. If you gave me all that context and you blanked out every time it says Dragons there and said, guess which team this is, wouldn't take me more than two guesses. <laughs> Outside of now that Shane Richards has arrived, <laughs> yeah. obviously. But, like, once again, would this happen at Penrith? Would this happen at Melbourne? I highly doubt Well, it. it's par for the course. You do not announce like for example we've been hearing whispers about Olam and Bloor yep. for a long time now they didn't announce until everything is done I what I don't get as well we're not talking about like and, and this is all due respect to Volkman we're not talking about a million dollar signing that we're desperate to get to the club we're talking about a reserve grade player that's barely played any first grade Timmy what are your thoughts mates yeah so I think first thing is that we're going on the information that we've been given as always so you don't want to point fingers directly at the Dragons or Warriors and say they're wrong or they're right. It's what we know. Um, the first thing that came to mind when I saw this news come out was due diligence. And the Dragons and, you know, the reports are that there wasn't an official medical done or like a proper medical done, which is mind-blowing because to my knowledge, every player in the NRL does and should be given a proper medical to see what their body, where their body's at. Well, Tokiaho, there was word that he was going to sign with the dogs. Exactly. Yep. They did a medical. Found out there was a foot injury. They yeah, didn't sign but it. But every that's every club in world sport does that. Yeah. They do medicals before they sign players. So that just seems so far off to me. Even the fact that the Warriors, we literally sat here a week ago and said we were a bit surprised he left the Warriors. We know Harris Tavid just coming back. They do have a few halves options, mm -hmm. but we're like he wouldn't be costing him that much. He's got a you know potentially a big future. Looks like he does. So then. The Warriors release him two years early, pay part of his contract out. That, to me, says, like, geez, they're 
can't get rid of him quick enough, mm. which sort of didn't quite add up. They've sort of said that they gave all the, they're as transparent as they could be and gave the right information. Did they? You know, there's a few question marks around that. The whole feeling his shoulder and said it felt like chocolate. Did he not? Did they not have someone feel his shoulder before they brought him to the club? Craziness. Which is mind blowing. Crazy. And then, you know, announcing it via social media before they'd actually signed the contract and had it registered with the NRL. What's going on? Not only announced it, they had a post to announce it. Then the next day, they made a highlight reel yeah. from his first training session. And then they deleted all the after this all happened. They deleted it all as if it never happened. It's just, yeah. It is so strange. And as I said, like, look, you can we, – we always say the players are responsible for how they perform on the field. With this example, are you telling me these players have the best environment to be the best they can be when that's being – the club's being run like that? Um, look, even if there is more to come out of the Warriors were completely oh, – sorry, the, the Dragons were completely misled, blah, blah. Let's say that is the mm. facts of the case. Let's assume that. That's irrelevant. It's due diligence on your yeah. part. You yeah. cannot pass blame to someone else and say, oh, you should have told us this. You should. Like, they are they're your enemy. You're playing them. Like, yes, you could look at the ethical and moral um, arguments of like, is it right, is it wrong? We'll get to the Warriors situation, but you as a professional club need to take accountability for terrible due diligence. Uh, like, it is bizarre to me. And what, what disappoints me the most about this is there's a young player right now who has no club, he needs a shoulder reconstruction. He's a fringe player at the moment. He's barely played first grade. And his name's all over the media as the guy that got his contract torn up before he could even get on the field because he had a shoulder injury. Um, I think his management's fa failed him. I think that the fact that they signed a deed of release or a notice of release or whatever, and then within minutes or you know, very, very quickly had that next contract registered, I think that's extremely disappointing. Out of all this, you know, the clubs will talk about what they've lost or whatever. The biggest loser is a young man trying to live out his dream, and it's Ronald Volkman. He doesn't know if his shoulder needs a... We're talking footy players here. They go out with broken ribs, broken noses, broken shoulder. But, like, we, we praise them for doing that. So they don't know what's happening inside their body. They just go, oh, I've got a bit of a bad shoulder. I'll just push through it. Um, it is so disappointing that a young man is being treated like this. And the RLPA cops a lot of crap from fans sometimes about you know, going too hard for players' rights and being too strong on it. Look at this. Look at this situation. This is why the RLPA says do not play a, uh, like train a player before he is registered. All you've got to look to is at the Dragons again, Corey Allen, first day, boom, ACL. Like, that, that he, if his contract wasn't registered, he's, he can't – like, he's done. Uh, it's it's so what disappointing the timing dragons. of those two injuries yeah. Yeah, and the way that's you. planned out. Yeah. Corey Allen does it. He gets paid for the rest of his contract. Ronald Volkman doesn't have one as it stands. So disappointing. And I really hope the Dragons administration uh, are taking accountability for this internally. I know externally and there's all this legal stuff that goes on and you've got to pass the buck. I really hope there's an internal like, mini review of how this happened, who made the call, why wasn't it pushed to do a medical uh, correctly? Um, now, onto the Warriors side of things. I'm, I'm still also... Now, the Warriors have come out and said we're going to treat him as, we, as if he was still at the club when it comes to his welfare. Their welfare has already reached out to Ronald. Um, but regardless of that, the fact that he was training in a preseason and needed a Rico with two screws loose, 
that's not good enough in my opinion from no. Warriors' perspective. That is absolutely not good enough. Uh, apparently, he was he got an injury on the December the twelfth. Uh, that is, look, I'm happy to apologize or be like I was wrong if they did send him for the correct scans and it just for some bizarre reason didn't show up. But it seems like they didn't send him for scans correctly or they didn't go far enough to make sure that his shoulder was sweet. Especially, this is the same shoulder that got a reconstruction in 2022. Um, really disappointing from the Warriors, in my opinion, in, in the fact that he shouldn't be doing a preseason if he needs a full, re- full re- shoulder reconstruction. And it is the club's responsibility to almost protect the player against himself because the player might go, no, no, I'm good, I'm sweet, I can get through it. No, no. What's best for your career right now, mate? It's not good for us because we need you as a backup. But what's best for your career is you need a shoulder reconstruction. Go and take care of it. You know, um, thoughts on the Warriors handling? Yeah, I completely agree with everything you said. It's sort of, it feels like everyone's dropped the ball. You're just trying to work out who's dropped the ball the most. Yeah. And it's a hot feel. Oh, mate, it's, it's, it's honestly the mismanagement and incompetence of this whole situation is shocking. Yeah. Um, Timmy, thoughts well, on the Warriors? Well, there was, you mentioned that there was uh, what, an aggravation of the injury December 12. Re- re- according to reportedly, the report by Webster. And then he just gets backdoored. Seemingly, it all happens very quick. Gets moved out of the club to go to the Dragons. The report says that there's a, a bit of a niggle or whatever it is in his shoulder, but you know he, he's training as per normal. Did the Warriors really not know that there was more damage done to this? Hence why they try and get a promising talent out of the club straight away. Maybe they didn't, but mm. it seems a bit too convenient. Even, even if you go, no, nah, they didn't know, that's still not good management. It's a serious how injury. How that out? Yeah, yeah, how do you not find that out? Like, he can, like, Dragons notice initially he can barely pass the ball, but he's been training in rehab, uh, probably in rehab, mm. with the Warriors, and they didn't go and get scans. What do you reckon? Yeah, I just, I mean, the first thing is it's nice that, like, something that's been managed so poorly is not nothing to do with my club for once. <laughs> that's, that's the one... Um, piece of positive news I'm taking away from it but um, it does smell funny Timmy's spot on I think that it happened so quickly they were so keen to get rid of him and he, he's kind of wound up at the Dragons um, but I just feel so bad for him that he's got to go through this all now without a club I know you said that the Warriors welfare have kind of reached out to look after him but does that what does that like extend to are they going to do his whole rehab and stuff for him or is it just oh, like a, I'm not sure the quote just said we'll treat him the way he, if he was still with the club yep. and our welfare managers have already reached out to him yeah yeah, no, it's just it's just a really messy situation. He had such a good year last year, such a promising player. I just hope that um, he has looked after properly, and mm. whether it's one of these clubs or another club, finds a spot for him. You know, when he when he's good to go again. Yeah. I'd, I'd say as well as something else to consider, as you said, like they were quick to get rid of him. I would say the timing of it lined up with Kirk Cable signing mm. as well. So mm. I would say they probably had to free up a, a position or a player there. And I think out of all the players in their squad, when you've got Metcalf, Martin. All these halves. Ronald probably makes sense realistically. Um, I find it interesting. I look at the Dragons right now, and we were sitting here a week ago reading comments from Shane Flanning about Kyle being a nine. If Ronald was good enough for them to bring to the club, they were excited about him to post all this stuff about him, is it not maybe in their best interest to hold on to him for a year? Who's your next best option in the halves? It's, It's very, like, I'm surprised that you know, and look, I understand like the Roosters have a luxury of this and the big clubs have a luxury of this, but it's not unheard of where something like this happens and they go, you know what, mate, you are our future. We believe in you. We'll give you an extra year on top of like, so we'll give you another year, rehab at the club and then 
whereas I agree with you, it feels kind of like he was almost brought to the club where they weren't confident that he was the future for them. You know what I mean? Like they weren't fully locked in like this guy could be a long-term. It was more just we'll just get him here, see how he goes, and then if he's not what we want, we'll flick him. Like it's almost like optically it probably would have come across better if the Dragons put their arm around him and go, oh, he's the direction for the future. Mm. But now you, it just opens up a huge bag of worms mm. of what was going on there. So remarkable how quickly things change in the space. We, we sat here a week ago and we were saying, all right, who partners Ben Hunt in the halves? They want to play Kyle Flanagan at number nine this season. Um, you know, obviously Amone's not available. They've lost Sullivan to the Tigers. So we're going Ronald Volkman, who's struggling to play, get picked in first grade in the past 12 months, 24 months. He's now gone. So it now looks like they've got someone like Paul Turner who could come in. Maybe they go Kyle Flanagan back into the halves, probably the most obvious choice. They're in a tough, tough spot now. Yeah. They, it was already question marks around it. Now it's like, well, crazy tough spot. so light on. It's just... Um, God forbid Ben Hunt would get injured at oh. all. And then you've got Kyle Flanagan and... Paul Turner in your halves. And that's yeah. the other thing as well. Like, if Corey Allen got injured on the Tuesday and this happened on the Wednesday, I go, okay, they've already lost one roster spot. Potentially it makes a bit more sense there, but for Allen to then get injured the day after, it's like, it just makes even less sense. They, mm. they, they wanted Jack Bird, said he wanted to play centre this year, which was sort of, we thought, going to push Zach Lomax to fullback. Do they need to play Jack Bird at 5'8 now because they're so short on them, unless they can sign someone? It's... um. Yeah, the whole situation is just mismanagement after mismanagement after mismanagement. And unfortunately, um, the one that pays the biggest price is the young, is the the player with the most, sorry, the person in all of this with the most to lose and the least experience in life gets impacted the most, yeah. which is the most unfair yeah. thing. You know, all these people around him are being paid to take care of him. And it might say, oh, mate, he's 21 years old. He can take care of himself. Yeah, look. He gets paid to play good rugby league. Other people get paid to coach, to administer, to manage a football team. If you're a football manager or you're a recruiter, like that is your job you're specifically. And I just think he's been failed left, right and centre. Like, I really, really disappointing that his contract wasn't registered and that, he, that a deed of release was signed before that next contract was literally ready to go, boom. Like, yeah, mismanagement across the board. I think there's not a single person in all this that, outside of, you know, Volkman, that can say, did they handle this? Not even well, satisfactory. Like, not a single person. Yeah. And so, like, like I, I look at your club, for example, the Cam Raiders, who are short on, oh, you got a lot of young halves at the moment. I just think, geez, if Ronald showed up there and got injured, I think the Raiders probably hold on to him. Mm. Because there's a future there. Yeah, it's you 12 months. There's not many good halves in rugby league. It's the reality yeah. of it. Ronald has got the potential to be one of those guys. If I'm the Dragons, I don't understand why you don't just keep him. And, but, uh, what surprised me as well is how quickly it came out that he's yeah. gone. It's like they didn't even give it a week to sit on and go, you know. Mull the decision. Yeah, let's stop. Let's have a think. What are our options? Can we sign somewhere else? Is there person on the market? Are they even interested? How much would they want? Was honestly, what was it? He did it on Thursday, was it? Well, whatever, like, so, yeah. whatever day it was, um, so scans on the 5th, um, whatever day it was, it was within 48 hours in the public that he was gone. And it's like, is that really enough time oh. to make a smart, measured decision? Now, look, it may end up being the right decision, but how you got to that decision, the process, 
is ironically reflecting clearly the process of how you brought into the club. This quick, you just, just put it this way. Did they need to rush into the decision? Decision Like, was it something that, was there anything putting pressure on them saying that it had to be made immediately? Do you sit there and go and put him in a, a development spot, still get some decent money for him for this year, you build him up, you rehab him. First and foremost, you do the right thing by him. Not that you have to, footy's a business, we know that, yada, yada, yada. But you keep him in the system and you're preparing for next year. And also, as you said, the, the Warriors are paying most of his contract mm. reportedly at the moment. So they're not even paying, like how much could they possibly, if the Warriors are paying most of his contract this year, how much could they possibly be paying him? Like what, 100k? Yeah. Like you telling me it's not worth a 100k punt on New South Wales Cups, one of their best halves in the competition last year. It's not worth going, you know what, arm around you, we'll keep you. Because think of the loyalty they'll get. Like let's say they did that and Volkman turns into the player we all hope he can be. And then the next contract negotiation comes around and they go, Miss, listen, mate, we put your arm around you and had your back. We need you to have our back now because they do it all the time and sign for less. You reckon he's going to say no to that? Like he's going to say, yeah, 100%, 100%. Very, very strange. And I just think at the moment, you know, we're, we're constantly focusing on the Dragons roster and who's going to play where. The biggest concern is administration right now for me. It really is. Like some of, these, some of the things that have happened at this club over the last two or three years is mind-blowing, like genuinely mind-blowing. Uh, and what's, what's disappointing about this is this year was supposed to be a fresh start for the Dragons with Flano coming in and, you know, and we're still seeing these these stuff ups from administration, unfortunately. You imagine now someone like Jack Bird is a pretty key member of this playing group, certainly one of the more experienced players in the playing group, who has always been so good and I don't think he's ever whinged about being moved from centre to bloody fullback to back row, wherever he's gone, middle to the edge. And he's come out and said, Flano's back, I want to play centre, that's my plan. It sounded like they were willing to try and accommodate that. And now it could be you're actually playing five eight, mate. Yeah. You should be on. <sighs> And then the other option is Flano's going to play number six. Mm. I personally think he's, he's either an out-and-out out seven or I actually think he did quite well at nine. Then the, the heat from <sighs> Flano at six coming into this year is going to be unbelievable. Well, I think that's more likely. Yeah, I, I, think it's too, yeah. I think it is too. Flano yeah, halves. I think Flano will yeah, be six. I think, I think so. they have to go that yeah. way, yeah. But think about the heat that's going to be on yeah. Shane uh, Flanagan and his son. The fact that he's going to be playing six, so essentially out of position. Yeah. And maybe he goes on to kill it at six. Maybe this whole time he was a six, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And that'd be great. We would love that story. But the pressure round one is just going to be, you know, whereas if you have a, a guy like Volkman or Sullivan, it would have been good to have him at the moment. I mean, how good does Sullivan look right now? Looks like freaking Darren Lockyer. Mm. Yeah. Um, it would be better than Lockyer. <laughs> <laughs> So really disappointing. And, and you know, look, I, I get that clubs will be pointing fingers publicly, but I'd be if this isn't a wake-up call for Dragons internally to go, we need to have a rethink about the way we do it and our processes, then I don't know what is. I seriously don't know what is. And a thought to the real victim out there, Kempi, all the super coach players. Volkman would have got a great little cheapie for us this year. No, I was never going Volkman, mate. <laughs> Bad chat. Bad super coach. You might have to uh, – I think will look good in your side, Gary. <laughs> a little smoky, a little smoky. Um, so yeah, I, I hope that the dragons can bounce back from this. I hope this galvanised them. Uh, uh, Flanagan has been quoted saying that basically it's not a five-year plan; it's a two-year plan at the Dragons at the moment. So within two years, they want to be challenging for a premiership. Really interesting comments from Flanagan because 
the concerning thing about that is is that's like a middle ground between a rebuild and a, a not a rebuild. You know, you look at the Bulldogs, they have basically fully admitted we are in a rebuild um, because they almost had to. Now, I, I really dislike when clubs come out at the start of the season and go, we're here, we're going to play finals footy, blah, blah. they get 10 games in, they go, oh, we're actually in a rebuild. That's excuses. But if you're going into a season saying, no, we are in a rebuild, then you can be like, okay, there's a plan there. Um, I love Flano's confidence and it will be one of the most incredible turnarounds ever if he goes from where they are now to a premiership threat in 2025. Unfortunately, I just I don't see it at the moment. Yeah. I do not see that squad being close to the top-tier squads within one season. And is it a wild scenario to suggest that the Dragons could struggle this year? Ben Hunt could potentially want out again at the end of the year. And then it's they're like literally left with Kyle Flanagan, who they signed as a hooker, apparently, mm. as the only half in the club. Yeah, A Volkman would come in heaps handy all of a sudden. He's like 22, 23 by that age. You know, by that year, sorry. Um, thoughts on the comments in regards to 25, Timmy? Yeah. I'd give myself a, a bit of extra, year, another year leeway on yeah. that one. Because he said, I think in the same conversation, he wants to be pushing for finals footy this season. He didn't say expecting to make, he said pushing for, which I kind of like because you don't really want to say, oh, we're going to finish bottom four. But at the same time, you're heaping pressure on yourself. Realistically, the expectation for them is so low this year. Mm. If they finished outside the bottom four, I'd be surprised. Um, pushing for a premiership 2025, you'd, you'd want to have to have a lot of players up your sleeve on the transfer market. Can you get the exact quote up, please, mm. uh, Manny? Because I'm not sure that, yeah, I don't see him doing anything too much in the next two seasons. And also, like that's his, that's Benny Hunt's last season as well, because mm. like he's not going to re-sign at the club, I'd assume. Mm. Um, I'm just trying to get it up here, boys. Okay, uh, Dragons fans have to understand it's going to be a journey. It's not a long journey. It won't be a five-year plan, but within two years we'll be back on track. My plan is to get us back on track in 24, but we will have days have days that are tough. Again, I, I'm just struggling to see when you look at the plans and the directions and the signings and who is – does Flano plan to make huge signings this this year for 25? But when you look at the negotiations that have happened, most big off-contract players have been signed already for 25. Um, like the really the, the biggest one that I can think of is, is Joey Manu probably that is still not signed for 25. Tell you what, if Flano can get them to pushing for a top eight spot this year, even anywhere around it, and then be playing top eight next year and pushing anything near a premiership, as a bloke who already has a premiership to his name with Cronulla, oh. he will become one of the most sought after coaches in the NRL because absolutely. it'd be phenomenal. It would be absolutely phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Uh, I will say the positive for the Dragons at the moment, with all this drama or whatever, you know, Flano does deal well in drama. Like when you talk, it's almost when he's most comfortable. You know, like he loves that shit. Yeah. He loves that shit. So you look at the Sharks and, you know, the premiership that they won, like the dramas the year before, literally some of the biggest dramas the game has ever seen, mm. arguably the biggest drama the game has ever seen. And he thrived in it. He thrived in it. So if you want one man in chaos, it's probably Shane Flanagan. It really probably is Shane Flanagan. So that's the positive for the Dragons, I think, heading into this, you know, new period. What Shane Flanagan would do for a James Maloney right now? Oh, jeez. Maybe get him back from the Cowboys. It's interesting. Uh, like he's obviously up at the Cowboys. Uh, yeah, it's interesting that you know he moved back to Sydney, then went to North Queensland. I wonder if Flano ever reached out to him to have him on the staff or anything. 
Yeah. I think of oh, I think, worst people to have. Yeah, on the uh, staff. Yeah, because Dean Young's his assistant coach. Yep. I think Dean Young could eventually be a really good head coach. I think so too. Um, but yeah, so Dragons, um, yeah, unfortunately wasn't the best. As I said, go and read the Andrew Webb's article on Sydney Morning Herald, guys. It details everything. Uh, I hope the Dragons can galvanise from this because, unfortunately, this is the last thing they needed head into a season. Two guys go down with injury, essentially. Then the drama surrounding it. Um, hey, do you think uh, Flano's got what it takes to get him into the eight? Six bucks, the Dragons, to make the eight? Six bucks? It's not that bad. The more tantalising prospect for me, though, would be $3.40 for the spoon for them. So, Oh, wow. Wow. Um, Aren't they, though, like we get to the start of every year and just about everyone says Dragons for the spoon. They just never seem to do That's it. That's what I mean. That's what We spoke about this last year on the podcast. Yeah. It's like they just battle their way they in. They battle somehow. Somehow. Yeah. And you're like the footy, the, the style of footy they play is definitely not appealing. But then you go and look at their results and they've like they've beaten, you know, the Broncos or something, 26-24. Or so, and you're just like, hang on a sec. They're sitting ninth on the ladder right now. And it, so... The idea they'd be pushing for finals, even though I, I don't think so this year, but I don't also think it's a crazy thing to say because they've shown a history of that. I think early in the year, the first two months, they might uh, you know exceed expectations. They are a pretty gritty playing unit. As you mentioned, I think Flannel will get in there. He'll galvanise this group. He'll say, look, there's all this adversity against us. Stuff them. Let's not listen to it. And they'll tough out some tight wins early on, especially it takes time for attacks to get up and going. It can be a bit clunky. They'll play probably a pretty simple brand of footy. And that yeah, first two months, they might jag a few wins. But the second few injuries start to hit, their depth is very questionable. Mm. You know, you can only be up for so long. When, when people start the season a little quiet and they peak towards the end of the year, they look at the Roosters who are the masters of it. I think the Dragons would just be like so invested and so heavy early on. Uh, the wheels could fall off, but I think early on they could surprise a few. Yeah, a few I teams. agree. I agree with that. I yeah, think I agree. That, it's yeah. just their depth. One or two injuries, and if they get one key injury, done. Lose Benny Hunt <sighs> through Origin period. Good luck winning games. Especially now, him. like if they have one injury to that back line, you're sitting there going, "Geez, Corey Allen's played Origin. Fuck, he would have been here." <laughs> well, I really, I thought that Corey Allen signing was really smart from the Dragons. Yeah, it's a good little get. Yeah. Good little get. Cheap. He's, he's on his you know, last kind of effort uh, playing in a role. Um, also, uh, just quickly, been so high on the Warriors, so high. And I, I like the fact that they, they are, um, their uh, welfare officers have reached out to Volkman. I really like that. But I've got to say, you know, it's been such a good ride for the Warriors. This, this is just a little bit of a blemish they didn't need. Yeah. Um, and, and a little, I guess a little reminder that it, this greatness that they've achieved so far since you know the turnaround, it's not, it doesn't come easy, and I'm sure they know that. But I do think this is a little blemish uh, for the Warriors. It should have been handled better. They're so interesting, the Warriors. Yeah, so interesting. Um. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall—whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Okay. Okay, and, and our best wishes to Volkman. Hopefully he got paid out enough money to see him through the year. Hopefully the RLPA can step in some way and maybe pay for the reconstruction, whatever it is, um, because, you know, this is a young man chasing his dream that's been um, devastated, obviously, by the injury. 
Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.